You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, today on the podcast, we have Jamie Scrimger. She is a wife, a mom of one, and a stepmom of three. The conversations we have on this podcast are so enlightening. I feel like we talked about so much in this space. Well, as a laughing couple, very rarely do we talk about divorce mm -hmm. and the impacts of divorce, let alone what happens after the fact. And this was so eye-opening mm -hmm. for me. Jamie really does a good job of like debunking all the stereotypes between what a stepmom should be and the kind of things not to do if you're talking to a stepmom, which honestly, we were like going to ask her all these questions. Straight up all the things she tells us not to talk about, we wanted to talk about. And maybe not. And in a good way. Yeah. Uh, so Jamie actually hosts her own podcast called the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast as well. So she has more of this conversation every single week. She's an incredible person and we really got a lot out of this. So if we ever get oh, yeah. divorced, then... Uh, you guys are going to love her. I know where to go. <laughs> Enjoy. You're listening to the Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered, and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Oh, big clap. Jamie Scrimger. Oh, my God. See that? Ryan was Jamie. like, he needed to say it so quickly because we, you just practiced no, three I times. No, I didn't. I didn't. Jamie, hi. It was good. You did well. You Thanks, did well. Jamie. How are you? Jamie, formerly known as Darling Scrimger. How are you today? I am good. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love it. That was so set up. Now now you're like mentioning her maiden name and she's like, she made the change. Why do you have to say that? Well, we were just well, talking, like, obviously this is going to be about how my life totally transformed. True. And not only did I transform my life, but I changed from a really amazing last name yeah. to a not so... Like, I've been spelling my you're, last name every day since I said I do. You're that's so love. selfless, I feel. Like that's I'm so that's absolutely. amazing. Okay. Now is the E-O-U-R, is that a French, is that a French, uh... I don't know. Is that a French why, spelling? Why did you say French? English? Maybe? I don't know. 
I don't know. <laughs> okay, before we get well, into all the good stuff. Because sounds more German than anything, but the spelling, in, anyways. Let's I'll get back let's, to you. Well, let's, all, right, all right, perfect. Yeah. Let's ask Jamie about, um, I, I love you and you're annoying. So we do this thing where we ask our guests um, who are in a relationship what is one thing about their partner that is so annoying? It could be something they do all the time or maybe something that they've done in this last week. Like we know that you love him, but we mm-hmm. want some dirt and it's a great icebreaker. It just allows us to be a little bit relatable. And if you don't have any, I can tell you a lot about Ryan so that you can just <laughs> feel comfortable. I have I have a lot of them. I feel like we could do a whole episode on right? this, but... I would say my biggest thing is when my husband, Darren will be like, you've had a long day. Like, don't worry. I'll do the dishes. Like I I've got it. And I actually don't mind doing the dishes. I also really like a clean kitchen at the end of the day, but I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So buddy will do the dishes, but I'll come back downstairs and they're all piled in the sink. Wow. And I'm like, okay, I thought you were doing the dishes. And he's like, well, I am. They're just soaking. Yeah. But like, oh. you don't need to soak a Caesar salad bowl, you know, <laughs> like that's oh. not a soaking situation. Oh. Like you don't need to soak all the things. Right. And there's like just stuff all over the counter. It hasn't mm. been like, we just have different definitions of like doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. So I would prefer that he, you know, do something different for me instead yeah. of offering to do that because it's, it's not a good job. He's not good at it. Do like, you so, feel like you don't soak a Caesar salad bowl. Ever. I'm, a, I, like, I'm, about, I'm a little confused because I didn't know you didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not a soaker. A soaker so you just is put like it a away, pan. You just put it away damp? No. You put she it means in the dishwasher. Like, you don't need to like soak it to get all of the grease or hard stuff on. It's like something you would bake. You'd put, you would soak oh. a pan that was in the oven. Oh my yeah, God. See, no, no, no. I understand this. What I'm getting, what I'm getting at, because in my head, when you do the dishes, you either transport them all to the dishwasher or you hand bomb them so i'm i'm thinking in my head he hand bomb cleaned it put it in the other sink to let it dry because mm, no. that's oh, no. all i i 100 do that yeah you do there's and no like, hand bomb cleaning i uh you no. do do that i like that you you clean them but then i think what's annoying for me is like the next day because part of them is like putting them away which is probably one of the worst parts of it and you never do that oh that's interesting sorry just saying that no it's okay mm-hmm. it makes sense <laughs> Makes sense. I can see yeah, that. I like that. I, I can see that. Or like when you come down in the morning and it's still soaking and you're like, oh, you know, I got it. Like, I, I see how this. Uh, it like, was really tough. Saturday he's a, he's a pre-rinser, is he? <laughs> yeah. The Caesar was absolutely yeah. just way well, too rough on the That was a commercial, wasn't it? I'm a pre-rinser. I'm a rinser. Okay. So, what, a, what a cool conversation we're going to have today. It's a very unique conversation. We've never, we've, we've touched on it before. Briefly, yeah. Very briefly. Mm-hmm. But today's podcast is specifically um, about being a step parent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into some questions, I'd love for you to tell this story. So you had said that you, you briefly mentioned that you were hiding behind a fence from the person you were dating. Is that your husband now? Is this, Yeah. Okay. So your husband's ex was there and she caught you hiding like at the beginning of dating. Please elaborate. Behind a fence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd love to hear uh, it. So when Darren and I first started dating, I hadn't met the kids. I don't know if it was really out in the open yet, but I had spent the night and he had left. And this is the house that they had lived in during their marriage. Okay. So she's moved out. I'm here and had a sleepover and the kids don't know about me yet. And I think she kind of had an idea. Right. And the kids would get the bus from 
this, this house, like that's where the bus stop was. So when they were with her, she would be at the end of the driveway waiting for the bus on her weeks with the kids. Mm -hmm. Well, this was not fully communicated to me, the timeline of this morning. So you, and we have like, we're in kind of like the country. So we have a really long driveway that you can't see the end of the driveway when you're leaving the house. Okay. Oh, that is long. Yes. Beginning of the relationship, you know, when you have like your first sleepovers and you're like, oh, this, you just like yes. on that high in the morning, he's already left. I'm ready to drive um, back to uh, St. Thomas. I went, used to work in London, like for work. So I was having a big commute and I'm like windows down, music going like on that love high. Yeah. Roll around the, the driveway and get like halfway down before I realize there's his ex and the kids sitting at the end of the driveway. Wow. Awesome. And I would have to like ask her to move to get out <laughs> or go around her to get out. Excuse me. Well, yeah. This Hi. is terribly awkward. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. This no, is like the ter- walk of shame, drive of shame yeah. with another uh-huh. layer to it. Driveway of shame. Yeah. So I basically reverse back down this like skinny driveway. Cause there's a fence. Like you don't, there's really nothing. I rewind and hide my car behind the fence, text my, um, who's my boyfriend then. And I was like, um, oh my gosh, she didn't tell me like, she's going to be here. Like she was at the end of the driveway. I, I literally am like hiding behind a fence and he writes back, sends me a screenshot. It's like, you can tell your little girlfriend. I see her. <laughs> Stop. Oh my God. Did she just see you like reverse? Like all I'm picturing is that gif of Homer going back into the bushes. You know which one I'm talking about where he's just like, I can't. Well, that's devastating. But you know, credit, credit to you for, for having the uh, empathy for his kids to actually hide. Cause there are some people who'd be like, who cares? I'm a grown ass woman. This is. This yeah. is your this is your stuff, not my stuff. But uh, yeah, good for, I was good really big on like at the very beginning saying I'm not meeting his kids until I know we're in this for the long haul. Right. Like, they've had enough transformation in their life. Like there's they're in a transition period. The last thing they need is like someone coming in and out mm-hmm. of their lives. Like it, unless you're all in, I don't I don't really think it's appropriate to meet yeah. the kids until it's I get serious. It. Good for you. So hold on. How did you like <laughs> did you like come squeaking around the corner and were you like Okay. Or did you just wait till she like I just dipped? Yeah. No, I, I totally just waited. waited. I, I was totally late for work. Waited. I just like sat there behind the fence, like in a oh. rash. Like I get all rashy and I was just like sitting there. Tell your little girlfriend. I can see her. Yeah. Oh my God. I honestly feel like so I, w- crusty. I would have cried. But hey, listen, I understand. It's it's a difficult time for everybody. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. So let, let's have a real quick conversation because I know Brittany's got a bunch of stuff lined up for you. This is such a conver- this is a conversation that is just not had very often. Nobody really yeah. talks about um, the impacts and you know just the whole shift that occurs in the step parent world, whether that be with mm-hmm. the kids, whether that be with the partner, whether that be with the yeah. exes. There's just so many layers to being a step parent that people simply do not talk about. So what is it that made you want to talk about this and have an entire podcast dedicated to it? Yeah. So, you know, when I first, so I have a background in psychology. I used to work at for CAS. I worked in child protection. My um, parents are divorced. I used to get rid of my dad's girlfriends for sport. Like I was like the, the child of divorce from hell. Right. Mm-hmm. So I kind of thought like when I started dating my husband, I I didn't think it was going to be that hard. Like I had the background, I had dealt with this professionally and, um, 
then I realized that being the professional on the outside and then living it in real life are two very different things. Cause there's mm-hmm. a lot of emotions and stuff that come up that, you know, you don't know until you're there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I went in and I went in trying to be the perfect stepmom and do all thing, everything right. And put all this pressure on myself. And I was freaking drowning. Mm-hmm. So there was literally this night where I broke right down. I'm like drinking wine in the bathroom, bawling my eyes out, wondering like, I I don't, I think I made a mistake. Like, I don't know if I can do this. And I went to the internet for support and I was so disappointed. Right. So there's this whole movement online, like moms keep it real. Like, you know, talk about the realities of motherhood, the ups and downs of motherhood. And there really wasn't that for stepmoms. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all-natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit good vibes with an S juice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with good vibes juice. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. (laughs) Just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Stay fresh, everyone. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks? What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms 
and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. And the support that there was for stepmoms was very negative. So it was like very like ex-wife bashing. It was very like stepkids bashing. Like there was forums and I'm like, this is not going to help anyone. This is actually just going to make matters worse. And mm-hmm. it's no wonder that these women are struggling right now because obviously they they have no empathy for anyone else in this situation. So it really started from there. And I basically, I started a blog and I never thought anyone would read it. I was just kind of writing because I was at home with our baby and I was bored. And I started getting all of these messages from people who are finding the blog because they were Googling support mm-hmm. for stepmoms. So it really just kind of progressed from there. So I ultimately was like, okay, well, I'm going to start creating the type of support that I was looking for. And I started to share what I was doing to kind of rise above the challenges that I was having while still being really real. Cause it's freaking hard. Like yeah. it, there really is a huge double standard with moms and stepmoms, And it's just, there's a lot of emotions, right? It's a really hard role. Um, speaking of double standards. Okay. So I feel like there are, I mean, I can only imagine so many double standards between stepmoms and moms. And there is a, like, it's slowly becoming just with social media. I, I slowly see um, more positive relationships between mm-hmm. the stepmom and the mom, which you never really saw before. But those double standards, can you touch on that and like, give us some examples and how to maybe fix those or even like improve communication? Yeah. Well, I think when it comes to the double standard, it just comes back to like, okay, I used to use this example all the time. So like March break, right? So say you're, you have your kids home for March break and then it's like the last day of March break and you are done with March break. Like this was great. This was fun. Kids need to go back to school and back to their life. Like I need a break. Mm -hmm. So a mom can say that. Right. Mm-hmm. So say you went to your status, you're remembering you do like Facebook oh, statuses. Yeah. Just yeah. So say you're like yeah. It's complicated. Facebook... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do your Facebook status or your newsfeed update or whatever. And you're like, oh, the mom says like, oh, I, I just can't wait for the kids to go back. They need to go back to, to school. Mm-hmm. If a stepmom were to do the same thing, mm-hmm. the reaction would be like, well, what did she expect? Right. right. She knew he had kids or oh. something like that. So and it, like, I always use this example too. So when a stepmom's struggling, like when she first becomes a stepmom, she will often get like, well, you knew what you're signing up for when he had kids or what did you expect? But when a new mom has right. like a brand new baby and you're struggling and you know, you're not sleeping and you know, breastfeeding's hard. No one says to you, well, like you knew yeah. this, like you're going to have a baby when you, you got had 10 months no. to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> No one does that, right? Like they offer support and it's just this like open, honest communication and like providing tips and strategies and stepmoms just, there's still this stigma, um, yeah. with a stepmom who's struggling. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's getting a lot better, but mm-hmm. I found that it's just, uh, it's kind of crap. I also, I also just, you can go, but let me sure. just say this one thing. Um, I feel like when you said, um, like, you you knew what you were getting into like with it but the difference is is that like a mom 
like who birthed a child also had X many of years to like figure out how to become a mom. If you are starting a new relationship, you have zero experience, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. well, no, I knew that I knew they had kids, but I had no idea that it was going to be like this, right? Like that's mm-hmm. such an unfair statement. Not only that, but you have, not only do you have those years to learn how to become a mom, you have those years to learn how to become a mom to those specific yeah, kids. True. You learn what works, what doesn't work, what pushes their buttons, what doesn't push their buttons. And you start off on a pedestal. Yeah. I'm going to assert that a stepmother or a person in the stepmother role does not start off in a pedestal mm-hmm. role. They probably start off in a what's wrong with this woman and why is she in our house role? Also, yeah, basically, what do you feel? This is a question that I really want to know your specific opinion on. Did you feel because um, you have your own child now, right? Like you and mm-hmm. Darren, how old? She is, is she's seven. Seven. Okay. So when you were, as she was growing up and you had all four kids under your same roof, did you ever feel like you were more easy on your stepkids versus your own child for fear of them like, I think maybe this is just me, but I would be so scary that they would be like, well, you're not like, you're not my mom and you don't want to step on any toes. And it's mm-hmm. just like when we have, like when our daughter has friends over, I'm way harder on her than I am on them just because you don't know the dynamics. Like, did you feel any of that? Yeah. So yes and no. I was super strict when I first came in. Cause I was like parenting. I was like teaching parenting and stuff at children's aid, mm-hmm. which was really awesome to learn parenting strategies from someone who does not have kids. Right. Like Fair. I used to go into people's houses and help them with parenting strategies, well. which was like a freaking joke looking back. <laughs> so I was like really into like parenting by the book, like rules structure, like this is how it is. And it's actually not really like that. Right. There's a lot more flying by the seat of your pants and Mm -hmm. Darren and I have very different parenting styles. So I was really hard on the kids at the beginning. Like once we kind of established everything, like I didn't go in like that, but after a couple of years, like these are the expectations, like this is rules, structure, routine, all these things. And now with Reese, I'm like, we're at four and like, we're just like, let's just get through the day. Like, let's see how it goes. Like I'm far easier on Reese. It's really interesting things that I used to say to Darren, like if this was my own child, I would never let her do this. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100% she does. Right. Like it's a very humbling experience when you have your own child and you realize like, Oh, actually parenting isn't as easy as I thought it was going to be, or it's not as black and white. So in that respect, yeah, but there are definitely things that like the kids can do. Um, I would say the kids, the older ones like pop and like they just, they, their parents don't care as much about pop and sugar and like that kind of stuff. And with Reese, I'm literally like, no, Mm -hmm. you know, that like the rules are a little bit different. So in some cases, yes. In some cases, no, but she's definitely parented in a different way. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting dynamic. It is interesting. And I was, I was about to ask earlier, cause I don't want to go away from the conversation we were having about it being difficult on the step parents and them not having a voice to express that. Cause I definitely want to jump back into that for a second. But before I do, did you find that your relationship with, um, with the kids changed when you had your own with mm-hmm. their father? Mm-hmm. I think that it really, Reese is like the thing we all have in common. Mm. And I feel like we became just like a a family when that happened. Yeah. yeah. So she's like all of ours, right? Yeah. We we have an age difference too. So, you know, my stepson, my youngest stepson, I think he was like eight or nine when she was born. Mm -hmm. Maybe. So they have that age difference, right? Um, and then like my, right now, my oldest stepdaughter, she's 19. Like, so they're, they're older. And so they kind of have this like mentor, big brother, sister role. Like they just loved this little baby. Right. So there's no Mm -hmm. competition. 
So I feel like we all just kind of came together as a family more at that time, but it was hard because, you know, they have two parents and I, there were things that like, I just had Reese there and it would just kind of change the dynamic and how available I was for them all the time when mm -hmm. there's a new baby. And that happens in every situation, but I think you feel a little bit more aware of it when you're in a step family situation. Cause you feel like people will assume it's, Oh, it's the stepmom just doesn't like the step kids anymore. Cause she yeah. has her own baby, but it, you just get kind of extra, uh, I guess, sensitive about things. Right. I feel, so you're the age difference in your house is seven to 19. So right? Yeah. Is that what you said? So, yeah. I, I feel like that's like a charcuterie board of parenting. Like you're going oh, yeah. grocery shopping and you're like, well, we need Lunchables, yogurt, condoms, uh, yeah. birth control. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's such a huge, like you're probably just going through so many different every day. You don't know what you're going to get. Like, do, do moms buy condoms and birth control for know, their kids? I don't know, but you know what I'm saying. Like you, one day you're making I'm not this ready for that. cute little lunch and then the next day she, like you're not, like re, or the oldest is crying because a boy like ghosted her. You know what I mean? Like is yeah, that. It's like Paw Patrol snacks and like some tampons and, and like, you know, razors yes. because the boys are going to start shaving. It's like, Oh my gosh. Oh my God. I Go just, electric. It's easier. I feel like yeah. I would just be so overwhelmed. Okay. Yeah. So you um, do a lot of life coaching, right? With families um, in the step family dynamic. dynamic. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us maybe not necessarily like some tips, but some, maybe some strategies to help families communicate maybe more effectively when they're in that situation? Uh, like blanket terms, obviously it's very specific mm -hmm. to each house, but just go into that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I think the big thing is, so a lot of stepmoms will struggle because the, the kids are raised in ways that we, we really maybe aren't on board with. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different parenting styles. And I think we, our partners are often like stuck between, you know, appeasing the ex and just making sure there's like not a lot of conflict there because like sometimes it's like a don't, don't want to poke the bear situation and make matters worse. Right. right. You don't want to open like this big can of worms. If there's conflict, they want to make the kid, make sure the kids feel okay. But then they're also trying to appease their new wife. So partners can be really stuck in this like hard spot. And a lot of stepmoms will go in and say, why aren't you setting boundaries? Why aren't you doing things this way? Or you need to be doing it that way. And they feel like when their partner doesn't do it exactly how they want it to be done, it's like, well, they don't respect me. Mm -hmm. They don't respect the role. They don't, I'm not, I'm not a parental figure in this house. I'm good enough until I'm not. And I think what's really, really helpful is to go into these conversations one with a disclaimer. I love a good disclaimer. We are not going to fight. Like we need to set the ground rules. Like before we go into this conversation, we're not going to have an argument, like get that out of the way. Mm -hmm. And then when you commit to that, someone can't like, they look like a real ass, right. When they can't right. even just like follow, follow that rule. So it kind of just sets the tone for the conversation Two, understand why, like, why do you let your ex do that? Why mm -hmm. did you respond that way? Why don't you care when your kids do that? Like, and ask for their perspective and understand their motive as opposed to telling them what they're doing is wrong mm -hmm. and that it needs to be done your way. And then it, it gives an opportunity for you to say, okay, well, this is how I feel. This is why I think this is a big deal. And when you hear each other out and, and learn from the other person's point of view, you start to see things in a whole different way. Like there were times with my husband where I would be like, why aren't you responding to that in a certain way? Why aren't you shutting that down? And 
after like a year of this, he finally says, if I do that, this could unravel into this and it could be this big, long court battle and it could turn into an issue with vacation schedules. And then it could like, he yeah. was looking at the bigger picture because he knows who he's dealing right. with too, right? They have their past. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like the big thing is just really, really doing that. And then like looking at the big picture, right? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes as stepmoms were like the kids, I used to like lose my mind about all the shoes at the front door. Like that was like a big thing for me. Like I lived all, all alone with my dog and like did yoga every single night. And mm -hmm. then I moved to this house with three kids and then we get pregnant within the year and there's shoes ever everywhere. There's like, just like crap everywhere. And I just literally, I didn't understand why when you told the kids once to put their shoes away that why they didn't do it. Like, <laughs> I, like, I didn't think that was normal. Right. Like yeah. I literally thought that was like just something about this specific situation. Right. So like taking a step back and being like, okay, like five years from now, it doesn't matter if there's like shoes all over our hall right now. Like, no, is everyone happy, healthy, thriving, feel safe and loved like that kind of thing. Looking mm -hmm. at the big picture because, or, or else you're going to end up fighting over like yeah. all the things because stepmoms and dads, like they're on different, you know, pages. Right. Mm -hmm. So my husband can come in and trump me at any time. Yeah. He can be like, no, actually that's okay. I said they could. Yeah. Whereas with our own daughter, I'll be like, actually, no, not nah. the boss. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like there's a difference in power. Yeah, that's true. I, I love that you touched base on the other side of it, because I think often, and you, you had alluded to this earlier, when you jump onto a forum, generally speaking, the way you even ask the question on the forum, you're going to get the answer you are looking for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's that validity, validity, is yep. that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, you got it. Valid validity. It, someone's validating what you're trying to say by just simply typing it into Google, right? It's the bathroom mm -hmm. stall of the internet. What I love so much about what you shared is that there's an other, there's another side to this. Mm -hmm. So when somebody does something and we deal with this too, Brittany and I had an, an argument uh, not too long ago about this mm -hmm. is I responded, I responded to somebody that I know very well in a way that I know works with that person. And Brittany's response, because she cares about me and she cares about the situation was, why are you saying that you should say this? The moment I heard you should say this, I was like, all right, then you type it. It's more, mm -hmm. it's more, it comes from like, like, I don't want anyone to manipulate or like, why are you letting this person do this to you? And it would be the same mm -hmm. thing. Like if you're looking at like an ex, like, why are you letting her treat you this way? But you have a certain relationship and you have that history and you have that like mutual respect that, you know, it's almost choosing your battles. That's yeah. what I like. It sounds very much like choosing your own battles because otherwise it's going to lead to X, Y, and Z. And then it's a domino effect, but it's a totally different dynamic yeah. with, uh, husband and a step parent like that's but what i yeah. love about it is how you approached it because your your way of approaching it was to ask okay why do you do it that way as opposed to you should do it this way mm -hmm. because you found out that there is a legit reason why he does and chooses to communicate the way he chooses to communicate it's to say it's a bigger picture for him Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so just by opening up the space and having the conversation, not from a morality make wrong, but like a, an inquisitive, why do you do it this way changes the entire dynamic. And I love that you set it up that way. Can we, can we talk about, <laughs> welcome. can we talk about, uh, you said there are some phrases and or things that you shouldn't say to a stepmom or step parent, but people say them. Can you tell us what some of those are? Cause I feel like some, a lot of people probably say them and they don't even realize it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just interesting. So what I was saying before is like, well, you knew what you're signing up for yeah. or like just minimizing your stress as a stepmom. 
um, and stepmoms have to just like, I've always, I always say to people I work with, like, don't, don't talk to someone who doesn't understand, right? Like you're Mm -hmm. just like setting yourself up to be constantly disappointed. So I think it's just going in with like some empathy and, and some grace when you're having these conversations with stepmoms, but like saying things like, Oh, I'm a stepmom, right? Like they're at, you're at the arena and say, Oh yeah, I have a stepmom free. Oh, well, do the kids ever say to you, they don't have to listen to you. Cause they're not, you're, you're not their mom. Like sometimes that's the first thing people will say to you. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, hi, how are you? How old are your kids? Like it, mm-hmm. you stepmoms often get baited into like saying the struggles and then they look like they're just like bitching and complaining Why all the time or wow. instead of saying, you know, you're at the arena and you're like, Oh yeah, I have three, I have three step kids. Oh, well, what's your relationship like with their mom? Like, do you guys get along mm-hmm. instead of being like, how old are they? Oh, are they on this team? Right. Like there's things like that. Like there's always just like questions about potential drama. Mm-hmm. And I, and I get it. Like people just want to know it's interesting, whatever, but I think we have to change this narrative. Right. And, and stop just assuming that there's all of this drama and hurt and frustration and conflict in blended families which by the way, there is a lot, um, Mm -hmm. like, like, let's be honest, there is, but that's not what stepmoms want to be defined by, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're just there running around doing the errands, showing up for these kids the best that they can. So just bringing up those negative conversations over and over again, it doesn't help. It doesn't Mm -hmm. help them feel like welcome as part of like the group of moms who are there. Right. Mm -hmm. I remember there's people saying to me, um, Oh, well, you'll understand when you have your own kids. It's like, yeah, you know what? I get it. Like there were things that I didn't fully understand until we had Reese, but you don't need to say that to someone because it just minimizes their experience right then and there. And they don't know, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So true. It's funny because all the questions I had, I'm not going to ask any anymore. (laughs) Yeah. So we should just stop this. eh? (laughs) It's funny because, um, well, no, part of that's true. Um, because all of those questions, you're absolutely right. As soon as you hear that there's a dynamic that's not a traditional dynamic, you assume that there's there's trauma and difficulty with it. And mm-hmm. it is common for people because I can tell you right now when we started talking about this podcast, these were the questions that I had. These mm-hmm. were the oh, yeah. these were the, these were the assumptions that I had made. It's like, okay, well, what is it like with your with your your mother-in-law, not your mother-in-law, but his mother-in-law yeah, that well, wasn't a, yours. Like well, I started thinking about the whole like you know, you know, drop a, drop a thing in the water and see it ripple out. How many ripple effects does it, does it require when you are a step parent that you don't have when you're not a parent? And mm-hmm. I immediately went to the negative. So my thought about that is, cause I'm trying to think while you're talking like, well, how do you avoid that? What if you just didn't refer to yourself as a, as a step parent? That's such an interesting conversation, which sidebar, if you do want to ask me those things, you totally can. Cause we're on a podcast about it, but it was just like talking about Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's an interesting question because sometimes people are like, I, um, these are my kids and they referred their step families who don't use the word step, but it's important to remember that some step kids might not be comfortable being referred to as your own kid. Mm-hmm. They might, they might not be at their, that place yet. Right. So there's so many different dynamics. Like some, some step moms are called mom. Under no circumstance would I ever be okay with that because I respect the role of their mom Mm -hmm. and she's their mom just because their relationship didn't work out. Like she's their mom. I'm Jamie. Mm -hmm. And just because I'm not called mom, like doesn't mean that I play any less of a role. I'm their stepmom, right? Right. Like there doesn't need to be that competition, but for some, some stepkids, they prefer being called their kids and some stepkids prefer to be saying like, oh, this is my stepson. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it really depends, right? And it depends on everyone's comfort level and respecting different roles. So I get what you're saying, but it's complicated too, right? So I always will answer if they say, how many kids do you have? I always say, we have four. And then if it goes from there, right. then it's fine. But if not, right. You know. Now, at what point in time, I'm, I'm guessing because of the way that you just structured that, I, I'm guessing that you've actually had this conversation with them to see what level of, and I, and I know that you you understand that there's a boundary there and you respect that boundary, but would you, would you suggest having this conversation with some kids? Because I'm just looking at it from the other side. If the conversation isn't had and I felt like you were my mother and I wanted you to be my mother, but you never referred to yourself as my mother, that might hurt too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think there is, a, there is times when you should have that conversation. Like you just got to read the room, right? Like some, some, I, I don't want to say, yes, you should have that conversation. And then like some stepmom goes in and tries to have this like awkward conversation and puts their, you know, stepchild through like a lot of trauma and going through this yeah. like awkwardness. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it starts like saying like, okay, if I'm introducing you to my friends, like, what do you want me to say? If I mean, like, how, like, how do you want me to introduce you? Yeah. And they'll tell you, right. Um, and just kind of picking up on their vibes. I'm all about meeting your stepkids where they're at, right? Like, you know, when you walk, you you walk into a room with like a kid, you kind of can read where they're at in terms of like how they're feeling about you in, in that moment. Mm-hmm. I always respect that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and just take my cues from them when it comes to how we navigate our relationship. What is there? Like, it's, I didn't even think of this when we were talking about like the layers, the dynamic of the mom. So your husband's ex-wife, the dynamic of her parents coming to your home because they'll want to see the grandkids. Like, was that a, a strange dynamic to kind of deal with? Because you, I, I don't know what the relationship with your parents, but there's a bunch of grandparents who like want to see the kids. And it was that a hard thing to navigate? Do you have any advice on families who are blending not only their families, um, but their like the grandparents as well? Mm-hmm. So you're talking about like, the ex's parents coming to my yes. house? Yes. Like it, maybe they're like, oh, we want to see the kids. So like they would message your, like, how does that work? Were you ever in like it's a situation? It's kind of like week on week off, right? Okay. So typically I feel like in most situations it's, and it impacts grandparents too, yeah. right? Because your, your time, like I was, my mom had said recently, oh, I never get to see, um, I, I never see my, my stepkids. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, well, they're with us half the time. Right. Um, and they're teenagers now, so they're Good probably luck. with their friends. <laughs> like, so there's, there's so many different layers there, but grandparents typically see them on their week. That's how yeah. it's worked for us. That makes um, sense. So we haven't had that, but there's definitely been times when we've, we've all been somewhere and I'm like, oh, is that weird for them to see me as the new, right. You know, like the new person. So it can feel awkward, but you just kind of got our like go in. I'm always about like planning your reactions and like knowing where the bathroom is. Right. So like plan your reactions. So if someone says something like awkward, you can kind of anticipate the awkwardness before you go in. Yeah. Um, you know, your stressors before they happen. So plan how you're going to react ahead of time. Right. I have, to, so and I have to take a huge shit. I will be right. Yeah. <laughs> or you go to your phone, you go to the bathroom, you get your phone and you text your friends in the toilet and just mm-hmm. like until it's time to go. Yes. So it's one or the other. It just depends on the space that you're in that day. That's fair. Yeah. What a dynamic. And you know, and this is why I'm glad we're having this conversation because there are so many layers to this and 
thankfully for the two of us, we never had to experience this, but your, parent, your, your parents are great. And keep, my parents keep soaking the salad yeah. dish and then we might have a different story. <laughs> no, but I am thinking about it. Like your parents are great with the kids. They love our kids. My parents are great with the kids. They love our kids. And if something didn't happen between the two of us, it would be devastating for both your yeah. parents and my parents to lose out mm-hmm. on half of the time. There are yeah. a lot, there certainly are a lot of layers to this. Um, can you talk about your personal experience on how you kind of formed your communication and your relationship with, um, your stepkids mom? Like, was that a journey for you? Did you kind of learn and as you went and any tips that would be helpful for an, another stepmom wanting to kind of have that healthy relationship with, um, another mm-hmm. mom? Well, it's been a journey. Um, <laughs> started off with a <laughs> long driveway. I've got a fence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's ebbed and flowed. There's been times when we've been at hockey arenas or like hockey tournaments and we're having, having wine together. Um, and then there's been time when we're not, we're not speaking. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just, it depends on, I think where everyone's at at that time too. Um, so typically we can all kind of get together and speak for the sake of the kids. Like we don't, we don't have one of those, like, let's wear matching jerseys to the hockey arena. Um, relationships. Right. And I, I do want to touch on that. Cause I do think there's also that pressure now for people to want to have that mm-hmm. type of relationship because it seemed like that's what you should do. And everyone should act like an adult and be able to have these, th- this relationship. But the truth is there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of players that need to be in a certain place emotionally to get mm-hmm. to that point. And just, it takes women like three to five years to move forward from the end of a marriage, like for statistically mm-hmm. men typically can do like move on fairly quickly. Right. Like that's just the, the way like we're wired differently. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of hurt feelings involved. Sometimes people aren't in that place to have that relationship. And sometimes they're just still angry and pissed off. And like, there's all of that. So, you know, I just wanted to add that. I think we need to take the pressure off of people to have that super kumbaya co-parenting relationship because mm-hmm. sometimes the healthiest relationship is no relationship at all mm-hmm. right like that Fair. that can be a situation where you know parallel parenting which is you do your house we do our house i that, love that, that works for a lot of people um but you know in terms of our relationship we can communicate when we need to um that kind of stuff i did end up about three three years ago taking a step back because everything was just getting so um there was just a lot going on in terms of like, there's always the financial piece and mm-hmm. like the reevaluating things and orders and custody and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I found myself getting anxiety every time my phone would go because I didn't know what it was going to be about. Right. And I am someone who just like ruminates in things, right? Like my husband can compartmentalize them. I like to just dwell and talk about it for like 48 hours straight. <laughs> so it wasn't great for my mental health and for my marriage and for like just the environment. So I've just disengaged and just taken a step back. So now I get told things on a need to know basis mm-hmm. and let my, my husband kind of take the lead on that. And that's good too, right? Like, cause you, everyone has to protect their, their mental health. So mm-hmm. I guess it was a, probably like a long answer to your, to no, your I question. Love it. But- I love that there are, I, I love that you're kind of debunk, debunking what a step parent and, um, parent should look like. Like there are so many Mm -hmm. different scenarios. Like you said, I love that parallel parenting thing. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it is the healthiest if two people just are not bueno, they can't get along. So then the healthiest thing is to have no communication or Mm -hmm. like ebb and flow. It it really just depends on where they are emotionally. I just think that was so insightful. It's like you have your own podcast or something. Yeah. I think I I really wanted that relationship too, though. I really wanted to have that 
kumbaya, let's have wine. Let's talk about things. Like I wanted it so, so bad. And I think sometimes we have to be realistic about the situations that we're in. Right. Mm -hmm. And I kept putting myself in these situations. I'm like, Oh, things are really good. Like, okay, maybe this is it. Right. And then something would happen and I'd find myself disappointed. Right. And then you take it personally and that kind of stuff. And it's not personal. This Mm -hmm. is not about me. It is about what I represent. Right. Yeah. It is about there's, there's so many layers here. So Sometimes stepmoms, I do also think need to accept that sometimes that's not going to happen and that's okay. Yeah. Well, I think, I think if you were the type of parent that had the matching jerseys, her says mom, yours says stepmom with the same number on it, all that. And I've seen that numerous times. I don't think you would have a successful podcast. And the only reason I say that is because (laughs) there's just not a lot of people in that space that are ready for that. Mm. It's not the norm. Yes, we as a as a society and on social media, we're pushing that narrative a little bit more, but it isn't the norm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that you reach a much larger audience when you have a situation where you want something so bad and it just isn't the way that you want it to be, because mm-hmm. that's more relatable as far as I'm concerned. Speaking that's of- why we fight on this podcast all the time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of your podcast, can you just um, let everybody know where they can find you, your podcast name, your socials, um, and anything else that you want if people want to get in touch with you? Yeah. So my podcast is the Kickass Stepmom Podcast. And it's really, it's not about like, sometimes when I say my name, it's like, oh, it's not that I think I'm a kickass stepmom. I'm all about being a kick-ass stepmom or thriving as a stepmom is really about like life skills and mm-hmm. personal development and communication strategies. And like, so it's more of a personal development take on, um, step family life. So it's the kick-ass stepmom podcast. You can find it all at, um, at my website, jamiescrimger.com, um, on iTunes, all the things. And I'm at Jamie Scrimger on Instagram, Facebook. And wouldn't that be so much easier to say, Jamie, darling, darling. we'll put it, we'll put it in the description. Don't worry. We got you. I'm like, can I change my name back? (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. This was like an awesome conversation. So I really thank you so much for having me. Super unique. Thanks, Jamie. Have a great day. You too. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Beerley and I'm Jennifer Chaikin and we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist, but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.